That work? Okay. Okay. All right, ready, guys. Welcome to Thirty Two Thoughts, the podcast presented by GMC and the new Sierra AT Four X. He's been described as the closest thing we have to a perfect hockey player since the last perfect hockey player we considered was Nick Lidstrom. His name is Patrice Bergeron. He plays for the Boston Bruins. You already knew that. Now, last week, Bergeron sat down with Elliot Friedman in downtown Toronto for this conversation. I had a little schedule overlap, couldn't make it, but Elliot was able to sneak in a few of my questions. Elliot, thank you for letting my goofiness get into this podcast. Topics covered on today's interview include Bruins culture, Brad Marchand, who I've always felt is the uh, Oscar Madison de Bergeron's Felix Unger. Yeah, nice hip reference there for the kids, Jeffy. Uh, His new head coach, Jim Montgomery, life after playing hockey and both winning and losing in the Stanley Cup final. Yes, a look back at 2011 and 2013. Really hope you enjoy this conversation. Elliot Friedman and Patrice Bergeron on 32 Thoughts, the podcast. A special player, so here's a special interview. Bergeron, Chris Samsonoff. Sergei Samsonoff holding for Walston. Walston a shot, save, score! Patrice Bergeron, his first NHL goal! And we are tied at three! With more and more confidence with each game, with each given responsibility that he earns. And here we are in the final three minutes of this game that the Bruins were down 3 nothing and really in danger of losing it. Marshawn to Bergeron on the drive, save, rebound is loose. Sagan kicks it loose. Bergeron scores! One last time for number 37, Patrice Bergeron. 1,000 games in the National Hockey League regular season with many more to come and many more highlights to come. Thanks, Patrice. All right, here's Marshawn taking the tap from Pasternak. Back to oh. Pasternak. Oh. Saved by Leonard, the rebound. Bergeron oh. scores in his 1,000th game. Get that puck for him. Guess I'm a good luck charm. <laughs> Stick around. We've got about 30 games to go. You're invited. <laughs> well, turning defense into offense, one of the Bruins' specialty when they have their A-game. One of the things that um, I think that the Bruins have been as successful they are is your culture. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of a tough question for you because I know you don't like to talk so much about yourself and, and the me. You like to talk about more of the we. So I'm looking at it from the we point of view. What makes this culture so good why has this team been so consistently good for a long time i think it's trying to get the best out of each individual i think we're uh focused on on what you can bring to the table is make everyone valued i guess is is a better way to put it and it's hard because you know you have uh 13th and sometimes 14 forward or 7th and 80s and um so the extra guys for them it's like what am i bringing to this team and it's about making sure you've let those guys know that they're a big part of it and just as important as whoever gets the most minutes on, on our team. So and that's the biggest challenge at times, I think, pushing each other to 
to be at our best and to be better, to be better individual off the ice, but also on the ice and, you know, in the gym and whatnot. So I think there's a lot of healthy competition in, in, on our team. And uh, it starts with training camp and testing and whatnot. And it goes on. Okay. There's a few stories I heard about you about this. that I, I really like number one, people said that everything you do, you do with purpose. Mm-hmm. You have a reason for doing everything you do. Can you give me an example and kind of where does that come from? Because they said you've always, from the moment you were 18 and showed up in the NHL, everything you did had a purpose to it. I think it comes with like taking pride in what, in what I do. I think it's, it's love in what I do as well. I think that might be also from the fact that I always think there's something I can learn and always look at other teammates or guys around the league's game and I'm like, wow, you know, like, I need to put this into my game or find ways to kind of work on that side of, of my game because it's not quite there. So I think it's it's always been about pushing myself. So maybe that's why they see that, that side of it where I'm trying to do everything with a, with a purpose. I think I'm enjoying everything that I do. I think I'm, I'm enjoying putting in the work to come to the rink or to go for a workout. You know, I think to me it's important to do it right. Yeah, I guess it's because I enjoy it. Who have you stolen from? I, I, I like to say bor- it's borrowed, but who have you stolen from? Who have you said, you've seen, I, I like that, I'm going to do that? Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a lot of things. I think the, you know, obviously the the shooting, like, you know, Pasta has, has helped me a lot with the way that he shoots the puck. I think the, you know, the stick work is Kopitar, and, uh, but I think Datsuk was one of those guys for me that uh, I looked up to, and uh, I was amazed with the way they was able to kind of take the puck away from uh, from guys on back checks and whatnot, uh, and his skill levels through the roof, obviously. Mm-hmm. But and then probably the the work ethic and that was always there. Mm-hmm. You have a captain in Zdeno Chara for fourteen years that you know you learn from, and and you're able to to be alongside him. Obviously, you're going to learn a lot. So guys like that. Was there ever a day where you saw Char and said, today I'm going to be in the weight room longer than you are? I don't, I don't care how long <laughs> you're to here. Do, yeah. I don't care how long you're here. I'm yeah. going to beat you. There's not one day that I, I was able to beat him because I think he was always kind of, he's one of those guys too that if you're, if you challenge him to a thing like that, he's going to make sure he stays, he's going to stay there overnight if, <laughs> if, if need be. So I don't think you can ever win that one. But uh, to see him in the gym after games and practices kind of, influences you to, to kind of do the same, right? Mm-hmm. So especially for me, I was 21 when he first walked into the locker room. So for, I was a young guy. So I learned a lot about that and how to prepare, how to conduct yourself on and off the ice. So uh, one of the stories I heard was actually during the 2019 Stanley Cup final. And I met the Frederick family in St. Louis. They were there watching Trent play. Mm-hmm. It was a tough one for them. You're playing the Blues and their sons on the Bruins. Mm-hmm. And they told a story about your 1,000th game, I think was his fifth NHL game or something. He was really new. And I guess you got a gift for everybody who mm-hmm. was in the organization or on the roster that night. And they said that you went to him specifically to make sure that he got his gift and felt included. Mm-hmm. And they said that it was... For their son and them, they were unbelievably touched that you would do that. And Patrice, honestly, there are stories like this all the time. Like whenever I ask someone about you, I always got that. And someone said to me that the credit probably goes a lot to your mom mm-hmm. because she instilled certain values in you. Would that be correct to say? 
Yeah, I think it's. it's what, sorry, what's your mom's name first of all? Sylvie. Sylvie. Yeah, and she was a social worker, right? She was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she always was. Um, she would always reach out to, you know, in her line of work to people, right? So I think I learned to do that at, at a young age, and so yeah, for sure, I think she influenced me to to be that person and, and to try to kind of do the same thing. I think you know, so, you know, I learned a lot by example and by by watching. So. I think that's that's kind of what I learned from from my mom. Uh, one of the things I've learned, and yeah, I think that to go back to that story about Freddie, it's you know we talked about how do you are you able to bring a team together? It's I think you have to make sure that everyone's included, and and it goes even if you're gonna buy something for your teammates because they've they've had such a big impact for me to reach a thousand. Even the guy that's played five games is a part of this team and should feel included. So I think it's important to to point that and to, to let him know. Because he, he, at first he didn't want to take it. He's like, I mean, I was I was barely here. Like, and I was like, No, you're you're a part of this. Like, I bought it for you, so don't you better wear it. <laughs> <laughs> what was just out of curiosity? What was it? They're uh, David Yerman uh, necklaces. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, and I've seen like you make people say like if a guy gets traded. You, whenever you go to their city or they come into Boston, you always make a point to go see them. Yeah. I know you hate talking about yourself, but you should know you've left an incredible imprint on a lot of people. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I always say that. It's all about the friendships. You know, at the end of the day, it's all about the friendships and the things that you learn along the way. It's, it's an incredible game, but, you know, what's this game is going to give me the most is obviously the friendships and the people I've met and, I think it's important that you realize that it's a team sport and you don't do this alone. And, and even if those guys were there for a short period of time, they, they had a big impact on on me having a good time and, and me enjoying what I do. Now, one of your longest friendships and teammates is Brad Marchand. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine there's two people who would seem to be more different. Yeah. <laughs> what is the relationship like between you and Marchand? It's great. I mean... Um, and you're right. A lot of people say that, you know, we're like the yin and the yang. Like, a, <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's it kind of clicked right away. You know, I think he's, you know, as we all know, he's got the energy and he's got you know the temper at times, but uh, just an amazing person, super generous, and uh, a great family guy. And yeah, over the years, we just you know you play with someone for so long, and he's on your left side, and he's, you go through ups and downs, and you create connections beyond just you know being friends. You know, you're you're obviously best friends and it's 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 like it's a special bond and you know it's uh, uh something i'm very lucky to have you know and, and actually a, a few teammates have said that in the past where they're like they're kind of jealous in a way where they're like you know we don't, i've never had that because you know I've, I've bounced around or a few guys have said that that he, you know he, he's never had the connection with a teammate like we do because we've been playing together for so long so it's kind of when you look back and you know you, you don't think about it but then when someone says that you're like I guess you're right. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty special, and um, we should be thankful for that. I'm just wondering if there was a time a few years ago during a game where you you turned to him in the room and said, "You know, Brad, I was kind of focused on the game tonight, but did I see you lick someone on the ice?" <laughs> yeah, there's been a few conversations about uh, some of the things that have been done from him. Um, I can't say that I always can control his uh, temper. Uh, <laughs> try at times but he's gotten so much better over the years and i think like it makes him who he is too you know like he just plays with his heart on his sleeve and 
most nineties the heartbeat of our team as well. Mm-hmm. And and so you don't want to change that too much either. So it's 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 a fine line. I wanted to ask you a little bit about 2011 because one of the people I reached out to was Mark Recchi. Mm-hmm. And he talked about the morning of Game 7 in 2011. And he said that, and Daniel Pius said this too, he said, first of all, that team, you would never thought they were playing Game 7 for the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup Final. Everybody was so relaxed, so calm. And Recchi just said that you and him had a great I don't know, breakfast or lunch outside. And it's the one thing he always remembered about winning the Stanley Cup that day. I think you're right. Because it was a 5 o'clock Yeah, game. it was outside, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went for a walk, and um, we had that conversation. Because I was, you don't want to show it, but like you're, it's game seven. Like you're, there's some nerves. There's some butterflies, and everything's at stake, right? So, and you talk to a guy that's been around for so long and has had success. So I was just asking him, like, have you ever been part of a game seven for the cup? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, how'd you do? He's like, one, I won both. So I was like, all right, so we're good. You know, like, so it kind of helped, like put me at ease. Like, and then he was just saying like, it's just another game, you know, like we, let's not overthink this. Like it's still, it's still a game. And we talked about everything. Right. But like, it's just a, it was just nice to have the conversation and to kind of put your mind at ease and, and being able to, just kind of enjoy the moment. Don't look at the five o'clock game right now. Like right now, you're you're outside enjoying like you know a, a nice day and you're having a conversation. And and I think that's something I've learned over the years to to do is like you're so caught up in what's coming and and what you need to do. What's you know like what's I need to work on this and that. Like this is missing. We're not doing well. We're doing, like you always got caught up in good or bad, like, and a lot of stuff. And I think, like, sometimes you need to kind of take a step back and enjoy the moment and be in the present and kind of... So I think that was a, a teachable moment for me that, you know what, we're not quite there yet. Like, the game's tonight. Like, let's... Let me enjoy this, you know? Like, mm. So it was a nice conversation. Yeah. Pia said that when you guys were in the room before the game, he was like, I've never seen a team so calm Yeah. before a big game. Like, he said, I didn't know we were going to win, but I knew we were going to win because of just how calm everyone was yeah i think you're right i think you actually we landed in vancouver the day before and we didn't practice both times before so we went for game one and two we went for game five and we didn't practice that day we it was a travel day it's a long flight so we went just straight to the hotel and went for a walk and had a meal and game seven i remember like the leadership group saying like hey Let's practice. Let's set the tone today for tomorrow. Like, let's go on the ice, shake, you know, kind of have a feel for the building. And and we did that. And I had a good feeling even then. I was like, wow, I think, like, I like our mindset. You know, I just like the practice. Was Guys were sharp. It was quick. And then went home, had a good meal the next morning. And he's right. You know, that pregame in the locker room, guys were just – you could tell guys were on the mission and it's usually telling you know the preparation and, and how guys are feeling and there was not much said in that locker room before the game was that the best game you ever played yeah i, I think so you know i think I, I, for us as a team it was you know it wasn't perfect but it was an amazing team effort to accomplish that well that's another thing that someone said to me is that 
when a player gets upset in the dressing room, you're unbelievable at handling it. You mm-hmm. say, all right, you got it out there. You ready to move on? Is that the way you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Usually, I think it's good to let it out too. You know, yeah. I think sometimes you have to. I'm the same way. And it's, but it's like, don't get stuck in that moment. You know, like now it's like, okay, you did that. And use that anger or use that to propel you to have a better game and to kind of do something about it. So I think it's, it's, it's always something that I try to tell guys is just like, all right, good, you know, <laughs> good for you. You know, it's, it probably feels better. So now let's, let's do this, you know. 2013 against Toronto, you guys are down 4-1 in the third period. Mm-hmm. One of your teammates said, I looked at Bergeron, I saw how calm he was, and I knew that somehow we were going to find a way mm-hmm. to win this game. Did you believe that at the time? Um, the fourth goal hurt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that, that didn't help. And that's what we say. You get one and it's, you know, now it's a two goal lead and it's a hard lead to, to have because now you start thinking, you're like, okay, if they score one more, we're, we're only one up and it's, you know, uh, it's in their building. So I think we, we always had that, that message to the guys that, listen, you just get one, just focus on one and then rest will take care of itself and that's always something that we say i think uh, as a team to try to come back in games it's you look at the end result you look too far it's just not going to get there it's not always going to happen but I, I i agree that a lot of guys i mean even luch was had that kind of fire in his eyes where he's like it's not over yet and and i think when you you have a few guys that kind of have that that mindset you know everyone follows and you need that 2013 also, the games everybody talks about you is a Stanley Cup final where they realized how hurt you were mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. And what one of your teammates said was, there's a, there's a lot of people who have complained a lot more who've been injured a lot mm-hmm. less. I remember when you came out and basically told everybody what you had. Yeah. Nobody could believe you played. Was there ever a question that you weren't going to play? We were trying to find a way to, to for me to play, like, and actually be able to move on the ice. But, you know, I think you battle so hard for it's 80 game, 82 games and you have like two and a half months of grind, absolute grind just to get there. And you're like, I'm, I have to be out there with, and obviously like you, you don't want to let your teammates down. And you also want to be half decent out there as well. But you don't want to, you know, as I said, letting the team down by, by not playing well. So there's a, there's a fine line where like you need to make sure you're you're actually able to play. But that being said, I think it was uh, it, it was more trying to find a way to get out there and, and to play than than me not. You know, I wanted to play, and then it was like, all right, what can we do to to make this work? And talked to the medical staff, and we found a way. Now, when that was over and it all came out, did anyone say to you, "You're nuts, and you shouldn't have played"? Uh, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what did Sylvie say? Yeah, she wasn't very happy with it. <laughs> she didn't know about the lung, the collapsed lung. So that's that's when she was like, what are you doing? So yeah, my parents were a little, I think they were scared a little mm-hmm. bit when they heard all that. Especially the lung. I think the lung was kind of like uh, the last straw where they're like, what's going on? But um there's mixed feelings, I guess, like mixed reviews on, on like there was both sides of uh, mm-hmm. the spectrum, which I, I can understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You took some time this off season before mm-hmm. deciding to come yeah. back and play. Do you see, I mean, I hope the answer is no, but do you see the end? <laughs> um, yeah, eventually the end is closer than 
it's been, right? So I know that. I'm not foolish to think that, you know, there's a lot ahead, but I'm trying to enjoy the now. We talked about that earlier. You know, I think right now it's especially more at this stage of my career is like I need to enjoy every moment. Now, will you make those decisions at the end of every season or will you ever go into a year and say, this is my last season? It's a good question. I think um, I think it's going to come to me when, you know, it's the last one. That hasn't happened yet, I assume. No, I mean, I, okay. I, I uh, once I know, I think I'm going to kind of express that. I think I've, uh, I owe that to everyone involved. And, um, and then, you know, family, friends, teammates, obviously management, but also eventually, you know, media as well. Um, but time is not quite there yet. Montgomery this year, I mean, you guys are having an unbelievable start to the season. How has he changed things and how much has that energized you personally? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, really impressed with, you know, the way that he manages the the locker room and the guys and being able to connect with guys and uh, the conversations. His system is different. You know, a few tweaks here and there. It's not that different. You know, obviously, like, it still remains, you know, the D zone coverage that we're used to and a few changes here and there. Neutral zone is probably the biggest change. But he wants us to be really aggressive. I think defensemen to be extremely aggressive as well Mm -hmm. on the attack and leading the rush and whatnot. That's an adjustment for us. I think it's been a good change. Um, But I'm just impressed with uh, his communication and the way he's been handling the the bench and and the locker room. Somebody said when Lindholm went coast-to-coast the other night in Pittsburgh, they said, that's not the Boston Bruins I know (laughs) and I've watched. (laughs) Monty must have loved it. That's for sure. I think it's... uh, a lot more freedom maybe for, for those guys. But that being said, it's that's an amazing player, though, that made that play. You know, mm-hmm. Lindy's been playing amazing hockey. But I think we've we've always had that. Like, But you're right that maybe the Ds would maybe try to find a forward and not carry it all the way through. I don't have an issue with it. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think it's uh, you have to be careful at times. And, and, and I think that's what we're trying to manage is, is trying to read when is – okay when it's okay it's not the time playing toronto on saturday night um you know i mentioned to a friend of mine who's a big leaf fan that you know i was going to meet you today and he said can you thank that guy for all the times he's tortured me in his career <laughs> you know the bruins have big rivals mm-hmm. the, you know for you where does playing in toronto against the maple leaves rank for you it's up there it's always special to come to toronto there's something in the building something about you know uh playing the leaves you know, I grew up obviously as a Canadian boy. I was a Nordiques yes. fan, but still, like that being said, like you know, Montreal, Toronto, Boston were all kind of big games, right? So yeah, it's 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 extra special. Saturday night, you know, hockey night in Canada is, is for me great memories as a kid. So all that put together is always uh, a lot of fun to come back. Always a lot of fun to come back to Canada. Yeah, just great memories. Some players say it's more fun beating Toronto than any other team. <laughs> is that true? I can't say it's more fun than, um, let's say, Montreal for me anyways. You know, as I said, I was a Nordiques fan, so (laughs) I think that's pretty telling. And, yeah, grew up like two and a half hours from Montreal, so it's always kind of extra special, if I can say, to beat them and and to play there, too. I have a lot of respect for the organization, the the history. 
but the leaves is, is definitely up there you know um i'm not gonna lie it's probably my if i have to rank it's probably second with them in msg and, and playing rangers you know mm -hmm. it's it's pretty special as well but you know toronto is is uh is fun but it's obviously a lot more fun when you're you're winning. <laughs> that brings me to a Jeff Mara question, which is a great question. He, he mentioned you're a Nordic fan. You, you talked yeah. about it. If the NHL came back to Quebec City, would you play a season there if you could? That's a great question. I would have to think about that one, I think. like Because you're a Bruin. Exactly. I think it would be hard for me to leave the Bruins. If there would be one place that I would consider, it would be Quebec City. Yeah. Will you be involved in the NHL when your career, when your playing career is done? Good question. Um, I feel like I haven't really thought about it yet. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I think it's going to be hard to take the game away from me. But at the same time, I think my, I value a lot of my family time. And, and once I'll be there, it's going to be all about, you know, spending time with my kids and family. So I think it's, I'm going to have to really take the time to look into what that entails and what you know how much time that would mean and away from from my family and whatnot so as we all know you know it's a it's a great lifestyle but it's also busy and, and you're away from your family a lot so i'd like to kind of catch up on that when i'm done will you coach your kids like do your kids play uh my youngest wants to my oldest does not so okay. and my daughter hasn't she gets on skate at times, she, she, but she said no to learn to skate and learn to play type of program. So uh, we'll see for her. But uh, my youngest seems like he wants to. So the question is, if you want to coach them. Yeah, would you coach them? If they asked me, uh, I, I probably would. I think I like early on kind of just try to help out and uh, get involved somehow with the. Uh, uh, my kids' team, so it would be kind of fun. Last week, Kevin Bieksa got ejected from a game for the first time ever, <laughs> and he said he did nothing wrong. Could you see your, get yourself getting ejected from coaching a kid's hockey I don't game? think so. <laughs> I mean, I I guess I shouldn't say that. You never know, but um, I feel like I would try to be on the calmer side of coaching if, I, if I'd be a coach. I let the kids kind of learn and enjoy themselves i want to ask you about your training camp your first one mm -hmm. there were guys who showed up at that training camp and they saw you play and they said how long has that guy been in the ahl and they were they were like he just got drafted and they mm -hmm. couldn't believe it i want to take you back there and just what do you remember about that and did you think you'd make an impact so quickly what i remember is you know i was just trying to take everything in right i was just trying to soak everything in and i knew that every day could be the day that you're sent back so it's like leave an impression just that was my, my my motto was just to leave an impression to the organization to the coaching staff that it might not be this year but you know like i'm coming like i want to have a spot on this team but uh as it progressed you know i i had the conversation with the quebec scout at the time daniel doré and he said, uh, hey, like you're opening eyes right now. Like You're going to get a game in Montreal. I wasn't supposed to play exhibition games. Then they gave me the, the first game and uh, ended up scoring in overtime. I was supposed to go back to juniors from Montreal and go to my junior team. And they're like, you're coming back. You're going to play the next game. So it was kind of a, a cool, like, uh, I have great memories of that training camp, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It was, it was a special one just to play with, you know, some of the guys you idolized and you know you watched growing up and and now you're actually 
playing with them and passing the puck with them. It's Were you shocked surreal. to make the team when you got there? I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think like I, I, I talked about making an impression, and I think like once like they were giving me games and i kept playing i was like all right now i i think i have a shot so then i was like i, w- I want to make it i want to find a way to put in the extra work if needed to really stick at this point but you know i don't think my mentality at, at the beginning was that favorite non-bruins teammates from your world juniors or world cup or olympics favorite non-bruins teammates uh sid and uh shea weber Oh, yeah? I mean, we know each other from uh, the juniors, and then we played played with Sid at the World Championship. I played with Webbs and Sid at the Olympics, the World Cup. So we've been together for you know a long time. We kind of grew up in the league together as well. So I felt like we had a pretty special bond. Uh, during those times, those tournaments, we'd kind of hang out a lot. So, um, yeah. Did you ever say to Weber, like, easy on the lumber, we're supposed to be friends here? <laughs> it wouldn't matter if I'd said that. You know, I think it'd go even harder. <laughs> There's no friends on the ice. He'd always say that. So I knew that was the case with him. So I wasn't surprised if he'd come at me in the corner. I, I knew it was, uh, there was no hard feelings, or I think so anyways. <laughs> Maybe there were some. <laughs> and just last one for you. That was almost 19 years ago, Pat, when you first made the Boston mm-hmm. Bruins. And I'm just wondering, have you exceeded your own expectations in terms of what you thought? Yeah, I think you never imagine or, or dream of playing for this long. So yes, in a way, I think I've always been, especially more so as I got older, to kind of be thankful and, and recognize like the gift that I've been given. So I think there's been a lot of that, uh, you know, trying to thank the, I guess the, people up there to, to give me that chance but that being said I think it's yeah probably in a way it, it's exceeded my wildest dream you know to play for this long so I'm thankful every day for for that is there anything you haven't done yet that you still look at and say I'm gonna do this before I retire uh it's a good question I think for me it's always um you know, I'd like to, I'd like to win again. You know, it's definitely the, it's cliche. Everyone says that, but it's, it's so, you're never going to be able to replicate the, the emotions and, and, and the feeling of, of winning with your teammates. So it's such a special, special bond, a special moment that, uh, I'd like to do that again. Thank you so much. Thank you. I was extremely messy at that time. Oh, I was yeah. 18 years old. Maybe like my, as I said, like. Thanks.